Hey now, you're tuned in to Listen Back, the podcast, creative conversations with Lettucey. Are we still good? Right now, I'm in St. Lucia at the St. Lucia Jazz Festival, hanging out with all these amazing artists. But today, I have the honor to sit with a legend. One of the reasons why I wanted to sing jazz when I was studying jazz in college is this woman sitting in front of me, <laughs> the queen, Miss Diane Reeves. To talk to you, so this is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And just, just so casual. everybody knows, our table is brown, so this isn't like Jada Pinkett. We have... We're having the brown table. The brown talks. table. You know what I mean? Yes. That's <laughs> well, how we do it. Let's start here. I did not know you were originally from Detroit. Born in Detroit. Born? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yes. My mother uh, raised all the family. All My family is Burrells. That's their last name. All come from Detroit. My father, Reeves. And then um, when I was born there and then about two years old ended up uh, moving to Denver, where my grandmother at that time was residing. Wow. Mm-hmm. And so where did the music come from? Was it just... Uh, the family, if they didn't play instruments, they played great music. So music was just everywhere all the time. And was jazz a chosen genre or was it... Because I don't view you as jazz. I view you, you as know, music. It was because for me, it was a place... I, I equated it with a kind of freedom that I wanted because... At that time, while I didn't know what I wanted to do, I knew what I didn't want to do, and I knew I liked a lot of different things. And I felt that um, after listening to a lot of, at that time, listening to a lot of great jazz musicians, and you know they were going all over the world, and they were like our first, you know, you know, musical world music ambassadors, you know. Yeah. And I said, well, if they, you know, that was. You know, the late 60s, early 70s, that music was, you know, global at the time before Mm -hmm. that they even said that. So I knew that, wow, this music allows for, you know, a lot of broadness. So that's why. And what was that that one one voice or that one instrument or someone in that genre that made you go, ooh? It was really the times, let us see. Because during that time, you would listen to like... uh, you know, all of these great musicians from uh, and singers from um, Motown and what have you. And they would always be talking about jazz musicians. Mm-hmm. And jazz musicians would talk about them. You know, you hear Sarah and Ella talking about um, Aretha. You know, so, you know, it was just people respecting one another. Yeah. And so it was really broad. And so, and the times, like you could go to a, a concert, you know, a big concert, and you could see like Ravi Shankar, Miles, and, wow. you know, it was just broad, yeah. you know, and I always tell people that, you know, the music was in alphabetical order at the store, so, you know, you didn't think about it, so it was really the times that was the greatest uh, uh, influence. Uh, people were talking about, you know, the civil rights movement in their music, about um, the Vietnam War, about what was happening on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just so open. So and you had big. life. Life yes. was included in the whole <clears throat> Very reason so. why you're doing mm-hmm. the music. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, it was yeah. like, because I think 
you know, that was like our means of communication, you know. So that's how people communicated big ideas, you know, and strong ideas. So do you feel like there's anything in music now that needs as missing anything? Well, I think like these times are are interesting to me because like artists like yourself, you have direct contact with your audiences like you can get to them you know, with a picture or, a, you know, a statement or something. And I think that's, like, really amazing. Um, I think, you know, the thing that I love about you, and I, and I, you know, I just adore you, because, and I've always said that I'm you about really, to pass really, out, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> you really go inside and you do the work. See, a lot of, you know, jazz musicians, like, you listen to Wayne Shorter or, or Herbie or my cousin George Duke, all of these great musicians, they work with musicians from other countries. Yeah. They knew that they, you know, that they were working with another culture and they did it respectfully, but at the si- same time, they immersed themselves. So it wasn't like learning Samba 101. It was like getting in there and feeling what Samba really feels like. So it's you in know? your body. So, yeah, yeah, so you can, you know, like move and, you know, really, really have a, a, a strong conversation in the music. And so that's, like, really important. So if anything that I would find is, like, really, you know, getting into standing in people's shoes and being respectful, you know, and communicating ideas. I love that, that you use <clears throat> respectful. That mm-hmm. means I'm not taking from anything before, mm-hmm. no. but I'm learning about it right. and incorporate incorporating in what I'm I'm doing. I'm a studier, so that's yeah. my mom. That's my mom's fault. It, it's just part <laughs> of it. I want to talk about, I want to tell my listeners about the first time I met you because oh. it's very important <laughs> that they know my connection to you and okay. why you mean so much. Um, I was in college and this guy was trying to impress me. <laughs> and I was like, okay. He knew my favorites were George Benson and you and anything that had freedom sound mm-hmm. to it. So you are my first concert. It was you opening for George Benson at the Saratoga wow. Winery yeah. in wow. California. Wow. And Billy Childs was playing piano. Mm-hmm. You came on and did this African beat. I don't know. And you did Be My Husband. And you did... Because when I caught on to you, because you had albums before, I remember. Mm-hmm. But I caught on there. Mm-hmm. And then I, I went all over the place. I just kept stalking you but the, <laughs> but when I saw you that night and you came off stage it was my first concert seeing my my parents were so strict my stepfather wouldn't let us go see anything mm-hmm. so finally I'm in college I'm free mm-hmm. and this is my first concert and you sang church <laughs> it was church to me it was oh. like outdoors under the sky there were these uh at towards the end of your set it started getting darker and there's these fireflies everywhere and you just sang I remember, and you were all up there. <laughs> I was sitting in my chair like, he's like, you're not supposed to talk during jazz. I'm like, this is church. I miss <laughs> church, are. okay? <laughs> I'm going to do what I do. You calm down. But it was my first show, and you came off stage, and I waved to you. <laughs> you don't, probably don't even remember, but I was waving like, hi. Oh. <laughs> and you waved back. You were always, you were so nice. But then I saw you again. Mm-hmm. And you were doing the Sarah Vaughan, The Calling. You were the yeah. tribute to Sarah Vaughan. And, right. and now I formally met you. And by then, I had a little name around. Mm-hmm. And it was the SF Jazz Festival. And you were so cool. And, <laughs> like, you've always been consistent. 
in your uh, freedom. And uh, you said to me, I know you, and I almost <laughs> passed out. That's all you said. So I've been a groupie of yours basically for a very long Lord time. Lord have mercy. <laughs> and what I love about you is that you, um, you're, uh, you're not ashamed of showing your whole culture in, mm -hmm. in the music that you do. Because sometimes, as younger artists, uh -huh. we uh, feel like we have to be in a box now that uh, jazz and music is so, you no. know, one-dimensional. Going back to the question you asked me earlier about what was my greatest influence, and, and I said the times, because at that time, it was really every artist that you listened to. I don't care what genre mm -hmm. of music they were in. Um, all every black artist from Note One, you knew who it was. They they could sing ah, and he was like, oh, okay, that's I know who that is. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. And that is because your um, your individuality, your your organic self, your originality, all of that stuff was like is important. They all had different sounds. Nobody sounded like anybody. anybody yeah. You know, and do you think so, that takes time to get though? No, it just takes you believing that your sound is what you you know you are focused on your sound, mm. and so you know, like when you know, and I think of a lot of different artists that you know I would listen to. I would listen to them because I had a very very broad range, and so one of the things I loved Sarah because you know she was the first singer that I'd ever heard that I thought really defined the sound of the broadness of her instrument. So she had so many colors in her voice, you know, and I thought, I don't want to sound like her, but I want to, you know, stress the color in my voice yeah. because that's what's going to paint the emotion, mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, there were a lot of things to listen to. Like I'd listen to Miles long straight tones with no vibrato that had this you know kind of feeling of you know space you know and and, and a longing kind of feeling but then I turn around and I hear uh, um, and a, a vocalist like uh, Milton Nascimento and and he has that same sound but only he's a vocalist in his voice yeah reaching really really high and strong in these places like almost at the top of his range it's not really a belt but it's a like it's like a, a yell and a call from the earth mm. at the same time it's the sound of a voice so now i'm seeing there are many ways that you know i can hear my sound you know so i think that those kind of things are like so so important that's what i see in you you know, that's what I hear in you. Because everything that you decide to do, that you don't have to do it the same as the other songs. You know, like this song needs this, this song. They're like little vignettes. Yeah. And you have this opportunity to create different things sonically around them, you know, all kinds of, you know, everything. And make it different every time. And I think that is important. Because I'd saying this, you know, then, you know, you got to go somewhere to me. It feels like a theme that's happening as I'm talking to more and more artists that I love. There's a connection spiritually in the music. Absolutely. Because we all use that, that uh, the earth and the, yeah. our universe with our music. And that's what I feel you have. I was talking to Liz Wright. The mm -hmm. same 
energy that and goes also on. The ancestral part, because mm-hmm. you find that you know things that you don't know how you know. And to me, Ooh. just like you can look like people that look before you, you also have spiritual imprint of people that came before you. Let them speak through you because they will. I'm shouting up in here, y'all can't see it. My God, and the drums are coming out. You know what I mean? <laughs> you better preach a word on today. It goes together. It all goes together, and you're yeah. just saying that. And that's what we, that is, see, the thing is, as I'm not painting yourself in a box, you must always remember that you are the architect and the generator of ideas, always, always. I remember Stevie would say, gosh, you know, jazz musicians, they improvise so many things. And he said, and you know, you can, some of the, you know, half the things that they sing or do or play, you can build a song off of just one exactly. idea. Exactly. You know, but that is the idea of being a generator of ideas. So you, you know, be, just because of who you are, where you come from spiritually, you don't have to be in any kind of box. Right. Do you feel like when you... Because you're an educator as well. Mm -hmm. Is there some things you cannot teach? You know, what I try to do more than anything, because everybody, they have all the technique down. Mm -hmm. And so I feel a lot of times that I don't really have to go into that area. Mm -hmm. But it's like, okay, so you have this you know, technical ability, but what are you saying? Things have to reverberate. They have to have a vibration. Yeah. So how do we find your vibration? You know, what are you really trying to say? So basically I will take them and tear everything all the way back down. Mm-hmm. And and what does that look like? And it looks like, okay, so from a lyric standpoint, mm-hmm. they'll go up and they'll sing this lyric and I'm looking at them going, I didn't believe anything you said. <laughs> You know, what, what are you saying? Mm -hmm. You know, why are you saying this? Who are you? What are you trying to say? Where are you? Who are you speaking to? Because I don't get any of it. So now we break down this lyric and now you've learned this particular jazz song. Because the thing that makes jazz vocalists great, the ones, the masters, they all sing the same song. But they don't sound the same. No, exactly. You know, because they put their read on it. And their read has to do with their spirit, their life experience, the way they saw it. So now I want you to read this out of time, this lyric, and I want you to tell me what you're feeling. Because what are you saying in it? Find this place. Why did you pick this song? You know, what is it about this song that you're, you know, makes you want to sing it? Exactly. Because I feel like those li- people skip over the lyrics to do all these things. Yeah. Tricks. And it's like, okay, after a while, tricks, I, I ain't going to say it. <laughs> but, you know, the, but after a while, they, it's just tricks. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. And so I want to, I came to be. The storyteller. I want to hear, you yeah, know, you what it is what that it you is have to say. say mm-hmm. You know? And so, you know, and when I first started out singing, I was working with Billy. We used to have this band, and our whole thing was we improvise, and we go as far as we can go, like Star Trek. You know, we just going to take <laughs> this music out, and, you know, we, right. we're going to boldly go there and express ourselves. And we had this band, and we, you know, would perform, and it was a lot of fun, and it was really great because it gave us a, a great deal of confidence. Then I started later on in my life working with, um, Harry Belafonte. Oof. And it was really interesting because 
now we're 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 singing songs that like have a dual meaning because they're folk songs and they're songs of resistance yes and they're songs of of revolution and all of these things and so they need the words need to be studied you need to be able to sing them in a certain way so people understand exactly what you're saying yeah so now words have become important to me and now I see the power of words. And now I'm going back through my old repertoire and taking half the stuff out because those aren't the words that I want to speak over my life. Right. You know, or what I want to speak over my audience. So now I'm changing up because, you know, I had this experience of feeling the power of words. Now I don't have to do all those things with my voice. Yeah. But I can pick things that were from the colors that I developed, Mm -hmm. you know, to make these words shine or this emotion or the subtext of the, of the song really, really come through. That's a whole lesson right there. I had, I had two more questions. The one question I want to ask now after seeing your journey thus far, Mm -hmm. um, is there something else that you cannot wait to do that you haven't done you know, this. The, we still have our wish list forever, oh, but is there this big thing, without giving too much, mm-hmm. but just... I'm right in the process of uh, immersing myself in a project that I am so excited oh, about. Wow. And I can't talk about it, yeah. you know, because you talk it away or... You yeah, know, yeah, just, I know. But you understand. Mm-hmm. But yes, and it, because the one thing about it there is, in this world, there's so much, Yeah, you know, and um, sometimes it's not about looking for things, but about feeling and, yeah. and asking them, you know, where are you? Where do you, where are you? Where's the muse? Where's the, you know, the spirit that really wants me to, Yeah, you the know, preparation you. to get yeah. to that. And yeah. so, you know, I went on this journey. It started um, like earlier, uh, last year, late last year into the early part of this year. Sometimes things have been right there and you... <laughs> You don't see them, you know, mm-hmm. but it wasn't for you to see then. Ooh. So now I'm in a place where I'm getting ready to go down this beautiful rabbit hole that I'm so excited about. I love it. And like I said, it's going to take a minute, but um, yes, I am getting, I'm working on a project right now. That's mm-hmm. So can you narrow it to a song maybe? No. no. Yeah. You know, because it's really intense. And, and right now we're in the sketch section yeah. of it because... Yeah. Um, because I really, in order to do this project, I really need to go outside myself, really actually am in, immersed in learning a whole nother language, language. you know? So, um, yeah, so I'm, but I'm excited. Y'all yeah. don't see me jumping up around because <laughs> I know this woman, <laughs> she yeah. studies and like you, you take your pieces, you, you remind me of some other instrumentalist but I'll leave it mm. you're very careful about what you want to put next mm. and and it's in a how does my spirit feel with right. it and you throw your whole self into it yeah. that's what I hear when I listen to each recording it's very carefully done it looks like your legacy to me <laughs> like you're still doing it but I'm saying yeah she carefully picked out how this road is gonna go yeah I yeah I've always been like that because for me it's a story it's a it's um it's a entryway and I want you to come in yeah. and sit down and feel some feel things it, and yeah. tell me you can talk to me about it you ever feel like there's a, um uh something you wish you could have done over oh god yeah yeah <laughs> so it's not just me Mm-mm. oh that's but cool. the thing is you know because sometimes 
recording can be backwards. Like mm-hmm. you end up coming with all these ideas during the time of the recording. Yeah. And then the record really lives after you've recorded it. Then it's like something else, you know. So what happens when you can do the record prior till, you know, do you actually doing it and then go in and then have that, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's good and sometimes it isn't because sometimes the initial thing, the initial birth, you know, it has to have somewhere to grow. So do you want to put some grown songs out or do you want some baby <laughs> right, songs right, out, right, you right. know, and grow right. from? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's always, but there are certain things, certain songs on every album I've done, some of them are real grown, you know, because they just weren't ready. Mm-hmm. And so now we can go in and Now you can go into it. Yeah. Uh, what was it like working with your cousin, George oh. Duke, the late, great? George Duke. You know, I moved to Los Angeles in the late 70s. And, um, um, you know, George was there and started doing a lot of, like, studio work and all that kind of stuff. And then I got a record deal, um, Palo Alto Records, in the early 80s, in 1980. And was going into the studio in 81 to do my record. And George was like, I'll record it for you. I'll I'll, I'll produce it. And I I was like, no because I'm not ready and you are my cousin and you one of the baddest people I know but until I am formed I want to come to you with something I'm not there yet wow I love that honesty you know and he was like okay 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 so it took all the way to 1987 that I said okay I'm ready because I had been recording with him and everybody doing all kind of stuff but I said okay I'm ready you know And um, so we did the Diane Reese record first. And the thing was, I wanted to be able to come in with my ideas, with my songs, my concepts, and say, and lay them on the table. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. This is who I see playing these things and all that kind of stuff. And so the beautiful thing about my cousin is, like, he he had his own sound, his own Mm -hmm. way. And he could do everything. He could play every kind of music from classical music to the funkiest funk of funk. Yeah. You know, I mean, everything in between. Yeah. Just a, uh, an impeccable musician and person. Yes. Know, in, in his heart. Yeah. And so when you would go in, he was producing all of these different people. They all sound different. So he never imposed his sound on your music, which is a, an amazing gift mm-hmm. and we would go into the studio and he also helped me to really be able to trust my instincts because up until that point you know now I'm with him and I know that he's masterful and I'm starting to edit and he's like you know we're not editing <laughs> this he said and, he, and I go in and he would like finally he said okay just so you know the first and second takes, we are that those are the takes. Yeah. We're number six and seven now. <laughs> and you know, you can that keep going just all like you him. want. But I already got what I need. And then mm-hmm. he would say, you know, trust yourself. Your instincts are dead on. You know, you know. So when we were going to the studio, it was like you know, it was wonderful because now we can make all of these things happen. And being and at that time, uh the people that you could get to come into the studio and make things happen. Cause I did this, um, um, record, um, never too far. Oof, and yes. um, when we did, um, how long, you know, 
you know, we asked like, okay, I need somebody, you know, we and we just called on musicians. They would come and Malaga yeah, you know, and it's like, woo, you know, and it was like all of these things, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, textures and there was no um editing and no, you know, inhibition, just, just free. free. Yeah. So that was my that's you how know. you are live, though. I'm so glad he kept <laughs> you like that yeah. in the studio. Well, his whole thing was like, let go. Yeah. You know, just, you know, and, and Wayne always says it's about courage and jumping, you know. That's the best part about yeah. jazz to me is that. Yeah. And when, when you see you live, you're like wind. You <laughs> you just, ooh, you you don't do it on purpose. You just do. And it gets all the way to the back. Like, oh. I had the cheap seats. You know, I can't afford front <laughs> seats back then. So I was sitting in the back like, oh, you can feel it all the way back here. Your voice just gives us that freedom. I mean, what would you tell your younger self um, now? What would you say? That I'm very, very proud of the um, the decisions a lot of the decisions that you made 20, because we've been actually dealing with this. We've been celebrating the record bridges because it's 20 Woo-hoo! years old. So then, you know, like going back and thinking that about album, a lot of this my God, stuff. that record. Ooh, <laughs> lady. So we've been, you Even know, the title. Ahead of, way ahead of everybody. Okay, I'm done. Go ahead. Am I right? I'm sorry there's people here, so I'm acting up. You was ahead, ma'am. Ahead of everybody. But we were, I was thinking, you know, even then, you know, that I'm glad that I would pick myself. You know, that was the most important thing. Did y'all hear that? I'm glad I picked my, say it one more time for the people <laughs> in the back. I'm glad I picked myself. You know, because that's all you, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still here and I'm happy. You <sighs> know, y'all should I'm see happy. her too. Still look you know, good. Black yeah. don't crack, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Miss Thing. Well, I can't wait to hear you tonight. I wish people could be here to experience it, but if you haven't, go to her website, check her out. If you're new, you're late, honey, way late. <laughs> but we all find things when it's time for us to find things, which is a good thing. You know, I want to ask you something. Uh-oh, so, I wanna... see, now I'm <laughs> so, you know, um, one thing that I know for sure is that. Um, uh, Nina only calls people. Now she see <laughs> to to if you because if she only calls certain people. So I want to know your experience of delving into this project of Nina Simone because I'm telling you that's her spirit is like that. How see I knew I knew you was gonna see I knew this was coming whether it be on this here podcast but I knew you was gonna add heavy. Because every, okay, so there was a moment when uh, I was sitting on my uh, porch. Mm-hmm. It was, I was really ready to quit the business completely. Mm-hmm. And I was on a rocking chair on the porch. Been there. And I was like, okay, this is it. I'm tired. Uh, I don't want to be in this, on this planet. Mm. And um, I had uh, KPFA, San Francisco. It was playing. And all I heard, yeah, but um, how long good. Ago was that was this? like nine, what, ninety five? Mm-hmm. It was after Feeling Orange came out. Mm-hmm. I had put out two okay. independent records. Okay, and we were broke. Like I spent all my money on publicists trying to trying to make it. You yeah. know, because they said you're not pretty enough. You never make it. Uh-huh. Blah blah blah. Same old story. 
So I was just tired. I'm tired. I had this house and I couldn't afford it and just sitting on the porch just done. And uh, then Trouble in Mind came on. Mm. And when I was younger, my mom used to sing Mississippi Goddamn. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that was a Nina tune. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a, a nursery rhyme my mom would use to make, make us wake up. She'd say, everybody knows about this Mississippi Goddamn. She would just wake us up to that. So Nina has been around, like, mm-hmm. but she kept saving my life. So on Trouble in Mind, I heard that and walked into that. Yeah, I just heard that yeah. the piano start. Mm-hmm. I was rocking with it, and then I like I gotta go in the living room and hear this up close. And mm-hmm. I just sat there and wept. Mm. And then I said, I can do this. It was that song. And then my first after the Ella tribute that I did on PBS, my first R and B moment was Peaches, mm. and they wanted somebody else for it. Mm. And then my best friend suggested called Lettucey and Beverly Bond she said I know Lettucey she's been an underground name forever Mm -hmm. and all I had was 32 seconds to do Peaches Mm -hmm. and it shook everything still today people refer me to that Peaches yes and I did that with Jill Scott and uh, Marsha Ambrose you saw saw that so that was my first big moment so everywhere I have gone Nina has come around Mm -hmm. and I can't let her go. Like everything she, you, so you get it. I don't mm-hmm. have to explain yeah. it. It's like when I try to go here, then a Nina thing will come up. Mm-hmm. And so where it began was I said, the Kennedy Center, uh, they asked me, do you, you want to do a performance here with the orchestra? And I was like, definitely, let's do it. And uh, the Nina songs came up. I said, well, I got to tribute her because she keeps coming up in every conversation. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend that wanted me to do a play and all this stuff. So I did it for the first time. I did all her songs on, and mine, and they matched together and standing old. Mm-hmm. And two sold-out shows. I've never had sold-out shows at, a, at the Kennedy Center. Mm-hmm. This is my first time here, and people want to hear Nina. And then we did multiple ones, Apollo, mm-hmm. New Orleans, sold out immediately Mm -hmm. and it just made sense and Mm -hmm. then i had to pause it because it got overwhelming because people wanted more and i said wait i don't know overwhelming just heavy so Mm -hmm. i'm like i still gotta be me within Mm -hmm. this so i don't know how to make it all fit Mm -hmm. but it it's fitting like i'm being naturally myself along with tributing her and it just felt right so i think once i tribute her for helping me create my start Mm -hmm. Then I and then get it out. Then I'll feel like cool. Now I've I can be me mm-hmm. completely. Yeah, it'll it'll reach another audience. It's like she's taking me on a ride mm-hmm. to meet a whole another audience and to come back to my root. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. I don't absolutely. Know how, I've never had that before, but, but it feels right. That's how how it is. Oh gosh, when we did the tour uh, of her music, the I, I, we saw her in the shadows. We, right. We saw her, we, one time we were sitting in a bus, uh, at a, our bus had stopped off on uh, the highway in Germany somewhere. And so we're sitting up there in one of those little places to get something to eat, little grills to get something to eat, way in the middle of somewhere in Germany. And I kept feeling this thing, mm. and I turned around and I looked, and they had CDs on this rack, and there was one CD of her 
that somebody had done like this kind of caricature mm-hmm. and she was looking down at all of us like this. <laughs> so then, okay. So I'm like, okay, she, I, I, I'm like, okay, I feel you. I'm I know. so glad. So we're in I'm Spain. Not- <laughs> we walk into a store, they're playing her music and what do they have on the wall? Her with, we're walking in right to her. And then every night the shows would just take on there would Another be energy. some yeah. things, you know, that would happen. And at one point, because I one night I was really slain. I really got spirit. Mm-hmm. And I went down, and they thought, these folks thought something. What happened to Diane? She just went crazy. And I'm like, it oh, takes y'all over. don't understand. They don't, I'm so glad. You, so it's not just me. There was My husband's been filming mm-hmm. some of the performances. And in New Orleans, too, it, it's the same thing. I was like, who is that on film? That's not me coming out of, the, just walking out. It became this thing. And I was like, that doesn't, I never walk like that. I never move like that. Who is I that? I think that, you know, people talk about the fact that she was someone who, dealt with and I met I met her and was around her many times when she was alive with um, mental illness but I think that what it was for me I mean okay I get it in this world but I think that Nina was like this porthole yeah and a lot of ancestors were like on her yeah I mean I just really really feel like because she had this way of you know singing a thing and conjuring things in the room, Ooh. you know, and that spirit was raw and clear. You could Very see clear. it, you know, you, it was palpable. You could feel it, taste it. That you could change the vibration in a room with a word, <sighs> you know? So, you know, she picks people. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> this is a singer moment right here. Y'all that do not understand. Real. <laughs> Pick, like, absolutely. Yes. Because yes. the Apollo, when I look at the footage from, I'm just telling you, I don't know who, mm-hmm. that's her. She will embody I'm you. so glad you get mm-hmm. that because I thought I was weird for having mm-hmm. those feelings. My mom said, I don't know who that was, but I like her. Mm-hmm. And I've never showed off singing in another language, like mm-hmm. French and, you know, because mm-hmm. you study classical, yes. you have to. So, but I forgot I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but she. Yes. I demand, and I, that's what I learned. Patrice Russian, who did the Apollo show, she mm-hmm. was like, no, we're, we're going to do this in French. Yes, mm-hmm. you ready? Right. <laughs> like, right. But I'm scared. I have done so many things I've never thought I would do, thanks to Nina. Mm-hmm. So I can't thank her enough. But and that's why I feel. she did these things right. at a time. That people were, like, not ready. Not even black people were black ready. Black people weren't ready. For, exactly. And she pushed the movement forward, even forward after the movement yeah, was... because she had seen... She saw things for us ahead so of, much ahead. so that it cost her, her her mind. Yeah, but we got to keep... But she's, a, she's an entity. She's a, a powerful spirit that... Well, I'm is, honored. It's a whole other kind of thing. So, yeah, right on. I, when I, I saw I, that, I was like, ooh, okay. When I can't wait to ask her about that. It's so much more, but we're going to talk about it for real. Yeah. Talk about it. It's so mm-hmm. much like going deeper than this, but yeah, this is enough. You know what I mean? Yes, I know. Uh, yeah. I can't believe you asked me that, though. She always got to have a say <laughs> in the conversation. We talking about you. Right. 
that's all right. But I came up through listen, her too. See, know? so you get it. Yeah. You get it. But that's where you are. Like when I see you, I see all the people I love. I see ancestors. I see earth. I see. And that's the <sighs> thing going back to teaching, you know, when you're working with people. That's the thing that I find that is missing mm-hmm. is spirit. Because, I mean, we came up with words for spirit. You know, yeah. soulful is us explaining that we're soulful. <laughs> you know, you can't let that go. And soulful isn't a, a sound. Soulful is something that you can't even touch, but you can feel. And that's you know, the part I was saying about teaching. That yeah. one thing, it's hard to yeah. teach that. Yeah. You either get People it yourself. People have to be really willing to unlock and, 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 and um, you know, let go. And sometimes that's really difficult for people because we live in a world of, you know, really controlling narratives. And um, this is... this Trying one, to be perfected. Yeah. yeah. And even in our, you know, even when people put pictures up, you know, it's like, but, you know, you're sitting in this chair, but the rest of your house don't look like where Mm-mm. you, you know, <laughs> you know. Right. <laughs> edit, pure edit, you glaze. Know, so the thing mm-hmm. is, Perception. you get caught up in these perceptions and, mm-hmm. and spirit doesn't live there. Not at all. Yeah. Well, thank you for being thank authentic. You. Always, oh, always I'm the so. same. Still, even more like just fine wine, man. I'm just inspired. So thank you for doing this. I am this. so thankful. I was, when you said, I was like, yes, because the I couldn't is, believe you said yes. I kept staring well, at the, the phone. Thing, it would be really, really great is you can expand this because this should be a table of singers talking. Exactly. Because that needs to happen. And if we do that, we. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at me. I'm including you. Yeah. Because you're, to me, an educator as well. And. <laughs> We need to hear this. That's why I wanted you on here so bad. Oh, you taught I, me. I I learned from you. Well, girl. I'm here because of you. Well, I am very, very honored <laughs> to have no, been a listen. part of your evolution. But I, you, you know, said it's okay to be free. It's okay yeah. to sing that note. It's okay to uh, Afri- put Africa in it. You gave me permission. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like, you're so free on stage. I can't wait to see you tonight because oh. you're the same. You don't care about the structure. No, now I want to bend over here. Now I want to go over here. I want to. I don't want to go right, even though the note is there. Hold on. It's like mm-hmm. Betty, you know Betty Carter. That mm-hmm. you think she's gonna go. Oh, she's gonna miss it. Oh, the and first she time I every saw time. Betty sing, it messed me up mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, really destroy. I, I had it was. If anybody talk about it, like one of those religious experiences, Listen. girl, I you would have thought I I just saw the Jesus and all the angels because it was like I walked I went to see her show every time from that, and and Aura who used to work with her, mm-hmm. she said you would come to the show, and Betty would go that girl's out there. <laughs> see that was me at your show. Hey, you know. That's what freedom is. Well, we we looking for freedom. That that makes me feel good. Thank that you, Diane. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Are we still good? Are, are, are we still good? Are we still good?